everyone, and welcome to this special bonus episode of The Ricardo Project. Today, I wanted to talk a little bit about the new Aaron Sorkin film, Being the Ricardos, since the teaser trailer just came out. Uh, There's been a lot of discourse on Lucy social media about the movie, so I'm going to give my insights to it, my reaction to it. Uh, I don't think I'm, I feel too differently compared to everybody else, but um, here's the gist. Before the trailer even came out, I was not excited about this movie for a couple of reasons. The first was that I didn't like the casting. And I don't really care about this like Twitter dialogue that's gone on about how Nicole Kidman has had a lot of, um, potentially had a lot of Botox or or any kind of, you know, um, modifications made to her face as she ages. I don't care about that. I think that it comes off as a little bit shamey, as though she can't do her job, as she can't move her face. And I know that that might sound weird considering that Lucille Ball had such an elastic face. It's such a part of her as an actor. But I just, I just don't think that that, that just didn't affect me the same way. What upset me was that before the trailer even came out, there were lots of interviews featuring Nicole Kidman, Javier Bardem, Aaron Sorkin, where they talked a lot about the movie not really being a comedy and that it wasn't a comedy or that it was actually, I think Nicole Kidman said something along the lines of like, it's actually very serious. And I found that pretty insulting to the basic core of what I Love Lucy is because Lucille Ball was very open about the fact that she took it really seriously, that she took her role as Lucy Ricardo very seriously, that she couldn't play anything unless she believed it, and that believing in those things led her to be able to pretend to be a dog under a table or, you know, lend a voice in a seance or decorate her whole house as Cuba, these things that we see or get drunk while doing a commercial. Um, And that's kind of the basic tenet of doing comedy is to just take it super seriously and really believe in the circumstances around you. And I felt like the way that Nicole Kidman spoke about it in interviews was basically saying like, it's about a comedy, but it's not really a comedy. It's actually very profound and deep, which is in my opinion, very insulting to the legacy of the show. The show means a lot to a lot of people and has for 70 years. And if it if it wasn't deep, it just wouldn't have that effect. There's a difference between, say, between saying, oh, this isn't just a sitcom. It's actually super profound because it's about their lives and saying, wow, look at the impact of these people. Look at what they did. Look at how important they are to people. Wow, how profound. I want to do this. And I think it's a big tell of the respect levels that 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 they said the former. And I think what she was trying to do was kind of make it so that people wouldn't be so upset with her. <laughs> and, and I think she was trying to kind of say, like, I'm a dramatic actress, and this is a very dramatic movie, even though it's about comedians. So like, you know, whatever. And I don't blame her for that. I think people were really hard on her. I don't blame Nicole Kidman for being cast in the role. If I was told I could play Lucille Ball, I would play it in a minute. And I don't think that I'd be right for the part either. So... Um, I mean, she's the most iconic television actress of all time. She's a hugely influential woman in Hollywood. She was so important in so many ways. She's arguably the most important woman in Hollywood of her generation. Um, from a power standpoint and from just an influence standpoint, she's one of the most recognizable faces of all time. Yeah, I'd want to play her too. I do not blame Nicole Kidman at all for taking the role. And I think people are being really hard on her. It's not her fault that she got the job. Um, should she have taken it? I, I don't know. But anyway, the other reason and the main reason that I have not been excited about this movie at all is Aaron Sorkin's involvement. 
Aaron Sorkin very famously doesn't care that much about women or women actors. He had a lot of uh, leaked emails a couple years ago where he said that the reason that there aren't great roles for women is because women just aren't as talented as men. Um, that the best actress category in the Oscars isn't good because they're never really asked to do as much. There just aren't that, you know, basically saying that there aren't as many great women actors because there aren't as many great roles, even though, you know, you'd argue that he should be writing them. And I think if you watch his shows, his shows and his movies with the exception of the West Wing, yeah, he doesn't care that much about women. I understand that the Bechdel test is flawed, but very few of his things pass the Bechdel test. Um... There are obviously exceptions to this rule, but I was very, very worried about the way that he was going to write it. I think the comment I made on Twitter when this movie first got announced, and I saw that Aaron Sorkin was writing about one of the great female icons of all time, was something along the lines of, can't wait to see how Lucille Ball was actually just a huge bitch, and that's why Desi Arnaz cheated on her and drank himself into oblivion. And so I just really wasn't looking forward to it. I'm going to watch it. I'm going to watch it with an open mind. When I saw that the trailer came out, I clicked on it immediately. And here are my thoughts. Um, I think the costuming is beautiful. <laughs> I feel like <laughs> I feel like that person who goes to see their friend in a play and goes like, you were in a play. Like the lighting was so neat. But I think the costuming is beautiful. I think they clearly spent a lot of time trying to get the environment down, which is cool. I love seeing that they recreated the grape stomping sequence. And they have the scene where she's in a full body cast in, in like one kind of cutaway. At one point, they're looking at one of the scripts, and it's um, episode 204, Fred and Ethel Fight. So they're clearly going to show us quite a bit of the series, which I think is really cool. I mean, I'm hoping that they kind of go in deep about just the impact um, culturally and and historically that the show had. There's clearly going to be some scenes where Javier Bardem is playing the conga drum and really leaning into the band leadership. Very intrigued to see if they dub him. Um, Because his voice and Desi Arnaz's voice are just so different. Um, But I'm excited about that. And I like that they are definitely talking about the influence and the swing that Lucille Ball had, that she was the star, that she was the, um, that, that, that she was important to Philip Morris, which was the sponsor of I Love Lucy, that she was important to CBS, et cetera. I think those are all great things. It looks like they're really trying to put it into context a little bit. Um, now for the things that I have struggled with. I don't think that I was wrong to be suspicious of Aaron Sorkin's choice, um, to write this movie. It's hard for me to say because it's only a minute and a half. So I want to just say fully that I reserve the right to be incorrect. But to me, it feels like Aaron Sorkin wrote a movie about the ultimate bad bitch girl boss who can't have it all which is not necessarily the story of Lucille Ball. I suppose it could be on the surface. She was very important. She was one of the first women to have a leadership position. She was, you know, a girl boss. But I feel like he's using girl boss culture. And in a way, it feels condescending and mocking to me. Something that is very important to know about Lucille Ball and is very freaking easy to find out is that Lucille Ball was incredibly humble. Her career was pretty mediocre. She was told in her 20s when she went to acting school in New York, she left acting school early because she was fully told that she wasn't good enough. So she left acting school early, she moved back home, and then she went to LA, where she was a chorus girl in the Ziegfeld Follies. Now, 
By my standards, she was super successful. She was called the queen of the bees. She was the star of a lot of bee movies, but she was just that. She wasn't some huge star. When she did My Favorite Husband, it was her first really successful thing. And when they wanted to make it into a TV show and she insisted on Desi Arnaz being her husband on the show, she was basically saying, I don't care if I finally get the stardom that I've always wanted. I won't do this without him. It was a huge risk, and it was a huge risk on her career. And it's very well documented that while she was super powerful, super driven, super ambitious, always willing to show up, always willing to do more, when Desi Arnaz and Lucille Ball divorced, she bought his shares of their production company, Desi Lu, and stayed the president of that company for five years before selling it. But it is very well documented that in spite of all of that, she was shocked that she was successful. She was shocked that people loved her. She could not believe it. She thought it was the most unbelievable thing. There's a video of her getting her Kennedy Center honors where uh, I think it's B. Arthur, Marlo Thomas, and someone else. It's three, it's three very famous modern sitcom stars sing the I Love Lucy theme song to her at her Kennedy Center honors. And everyone in the Kennedy Center stands up and gives her a round of applause. And it cuts to her face, and she literally says, wow. And she's shocked. She can't believe that people are standing up for her. So is it possible that this voiceover that they have Lucille Ball giving in this trailer is something she actually said? Maybe. But I I highly doubt it. She had a lot of insecurities. She famously was super humble. And what I fear about this is that it's a sign that Aaron Sorkin is not writing a complex woman, which was my fear all along, and um, it makes me super nervous. That's my biggest red flag. I also just want to say that it bothers me that at the very end she says I had no idea it was going to be a hit. Um, My Favorite Husband was one of the most successful radio shows of all time. I think they kind of knew it would be successful. But, But you know what? I'll give them the benefit of the doubt. No show had ever been a hit the way that I Love Lucy was, so who would have thought that it would have been that kind of a hit? I'll do that. I mean, this show broke so many weird, quiet barriers. Best Supporting Actress in a Comedy, the like the Emmy Award category, was literally created for Vivian Vance because they had never had a supporting actress. It was usually just the leads. So that's my biggest frustration about it. It feels like they're trying to write Lucy as this kind of arrogant, overly confident broad. And maybe she was at times, but she was so much more than that. And she- I don't know if Lucille Ball was a good person. I don't know if she was a kind person. I don't know if she was sweet. I didn't know her. I'm not going to sit here and pretend like just because she was insecure that made her a good person. But I think that the writing is showing that she's this like overly confident, sassy girl boss. And that's just not the Lucy that we know from documentation. She was a team player. She was always giving credit to Jess Oppenheimer, Madeline Pugh, Bob Carroll, always giving Jess Oppenheimer in particular credit. And she has openly said, and they have openly said, that she wasn't very funny. She was just a really good actor. And I feel like someone who, I just I just feel that the characterization is off. That's how I feel. I feel the characterization is off. I'm concerned. And I feel like the entirety of the movie, it, I, I just don't know what point Aaron Sorkin is trying to make. You know, and I'm intrigued to see. Maybe it'll be a slice of life. Maybe it'll be great. But I feel, 
I don't, I don't know what his motivation was for doing this because it doesn't feel researched. It doesn't, it feels like he took the facts of the show and then made up people to fit it. That the trailer does not give me any indication that he did any research into these people's actual personalities or dynamics. And so I'm really interested to see a full trailer. I'm really interested to see what comes next. There was also a lot of weird things to kind of support this theory that Lucille Ball is going to be made into some sort of tyrant or drama queen. There's there's an implication that she's late to a reading. There's an implication that everybody's, you know, there's a lot of cuts of people kind of looking at her, looking at each other sideways while Lucille Ball's voiceover is saying, like, I'm so, you know, I'm such a big asset. My husband adores, like, my husband adores me, blah, blah, blah. I don't know what that means. Maybe I'm reading into it, but I do get the vibe that the film is trying to indicate something about Lucille Ball not being liked or respected on the set. And if that's true, I haven't seen anything about that. And I think a lot of the fans of the show who have dedicated their lives to it feel similarly. So there very easily could be something that we're, we're missing. Maybe maybe we're too in love with the show to give it a true view. I reserve the right to be wrong. I reserve the right to stand corrected. I would love nothing more than if this movie showcased the Lucille Ball that I have grown up admiring. Because I do have concerns about the show living on. Now that television has pivoted to a streaming model, it's not really streaming anywhere. Some episodes are on Hulu. But I have a lot of concerns about the show really living on for the next generation. You know, I know I don't have any children, but when I do, I want to show them the show and keep it alive. And so when I heard that there was a movie being made about Lucille Ball, I was so excited because I thought, oh, this will keep her going. You know, this will keep her alive. And I have concerns that this will not do what I needed, what I needed it to do, which it doesn't, it has no obligation to do that. But what, what, you know, that, that concerns me. And what also concerns me is that because Aaron Sorkin is a very famous male writer who's done really well on the circuits, um, that people won't care if it's true or not, that they'll just reward it and that this will become some sort of authority on who these people were. And going off the trailer, I don't think that that's fair or just, but it's just the trailer. It's only a minute and a half. It's, you know, all of this is just kind of my initial gut reaction and it's frustrated because I feel very strongly about the show and I don't really get the sense that Aaron Sorkin did. I'm sure that he's familiar with it, but I don't know. Um, I wish a woman had written it. I wish a woman had directed it. I wish that anyone who had dedicated their lives to comedy had been in one of any of the four lead roles. Nina Arianda maybe is the closest to an actual comedic actor. And I think J.K. Simmons will do well as William Frawley, even though he's way too tall. Um, whatever. Irrelevant. And Ariana, uh, Nina Arianda is, is too young. But again, whatever. Like, these are small things, right? That Those things don't matter as much to me as getting their essences correct, and that's where I have concerns. So... I'm still really hopeful. I'm still going to watch every trailer. I'm still going to watch every movie. I'm still going to gonna look at it and we'll, we'll come back. But I'd love to hear your thoughts on the trailer, seeing how you're feeling, especially if any of you are feeling really positively about it. I'd love to hear why. I mean, if you're listening to this podcast, I'm assuming that you're a fan of the show. I'm assuming that you really love the show, that it, has imp- that it had an impact on you. And so if you watch the trailer and you're like, I can't wait for this, this is going to be great, Please tell me why. Come to my Instagram at the Ricardo Project. Email me at the Ricardo Project at gmail.com and tell me why you're excited about this because I do fear 
that I'm like too close to it, that I admire Lucille Ball so much, that I love their impact so much, that I love the show so much, that I'm just being a pill. I'm open to that as a possibility. So please do let me know what you think. And um, yeah, this was just a quick rundown of my feelings uh, because other Lucy people were talking about it. So I am uh, I'm pessimistic about the movie, but I would love to be proven wrong. I'd love nothing more than to be proven wrong. Um, I don't want to be right about this. I don't want the first major motion picture made about these people to not be good. I want it to be great. I want it to change. I want it to, I want it to be great. I want people who have never seen the show to suddenly watch it and love it the way that I do. There would be nothing that would make me happier. I just don't know if this is really the movie to do that. So that's my take on the situation. <laughs> that's my take on uh, the Being the Ricardos teaser trailer. If there's a real trailer that drops or more information, I will come back on here and do it again. I just wanted to make this a bonus episode instead of throwing it into my regular episodes because this is kind of a, a zeitgeisty moment in time thing and my episodes are not. So I'll see you all on Friday for our next episode, which is The Diet. Spoiler alert, I loved it. So I'm really excited to talk about it, and I hope I'll see you then. 